Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. So let's look at Exodus 17. We're going to begin reading in a moment in verse number 8. I believe this is a right now, right now revelation for exactly where you are at this place in your life. This, this passage, this account that really happened is probably one of the clearest uh, pictures of where a battle is happening physically on the earth, but it is won by spiritual warfare. I want you to get that. Here is a real physical earthly battle, just like a coronavirus breakout, a real issue, a real battle. You know, we're in a battle, but I want to encourage you today, we're going to win this battle. God's going to win this battle. I want to encourage you to rise up today. So, so what we're seeing here is a picture of how a real physical battle is won as the power of God steps in. We win these battles with our spiritual warfare. What are we going to learn? So in the throes of this coronavirus breakout, this pandemic that's around the world today, what does God have to say to us? Well, let's, let's read these verses. I want you to follow along with me. Exodus 17, we're going to begin reading in verse number 8. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Now, this is the very first battle they faced, leaving Egypt going into the promised land. It is Joshua's very first leadership moment. So he says to him, Joshua, you take the army and go fight the battle. Watch this. Uh, Then he says, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow, I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands, the rod, the staff, his staff that he used so powerfully, God used as the plagues came upon Egypt and they were released. So he said, you're going to lead the army into battle. I'm going on the hill. I'm going to have the staff of God. I'm going to pray. Verse 10, so Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Ur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Now, what did God have to say about that account? Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered. We're remembering. God said, I want to teach my people something. This is exactly how we fight our battles right now. This is exactly how we win our battles right now. God said, write it down. So we're looking. Uh, He says, write it down and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. What a statement. Keep reading. Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. He said, for hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord. The Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. What a moment. Again, this was the, one of the clearest passages, clearest accounts in Scripture of how God wins, how you win, how we fight our battles when real enemies are pressing in against us. So the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites. 
Amalek, as you've studied scripture, was the grandson of Esau. He was a product of the son of the flesh, of something that fights against the spirit and the purposes of God. The Amalekites were a fierce, nomadic, warring people. Just like the coronavirus, they waited and watched for vulnerabilities. When they thought that they could rush in unexpectedly, in an unprecedented fashion, and seize someone at their weak spot, that's how the Amalekites worked. They were real people, like this coronavirus is a real issue, and we're in a real battle. But we have a great God who is fighting for us in this battle. And we're going to learn something here. So, a unique strategy. Look at God's strategy. Strategy. How did God respond? What was his battle strategy when an unexpected, unprecedented enemy rushes in on you? He says, this is what we're going to do. We're going to fight the physical battle. Joshua, you're going to get an army together. And you're going to go out and you're going to face them. See, it is, it's real. The coronavirus is real. The effects of this are real. And, and God says, we're going to confront that. He said, at the same time, Moses is going up on the hill. Moses is going to lift his hands up before the Lord. And while you're fighting the physical battle, he's going to be praying. We're going to be fighting the spiritual battle. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we're going to defeat this this enemy of the coronavirus. So what happened? While hands are up, the army's winning. If his hands go down, the enemy begins to win. So they join together and, and they begin to deal with this and they begin to fight together and they begin to hold his hands and hands are up and, and the battle is raging. The good news is, is that Joshua overcame the Amalekites. I want to tell you something. If we learn the truths of this passage today, we're going to win this thing. It will come to pass. The coronavirus will be defeated. It will pass away. But what are we going to be like on the other side? What are we going to do? What are we going to learn? My friend, I want to tell you something. The church is going to last. The coronavirus is going to pass away. But what are we becoming during this time? What are we learning? How are we being strengthened? We're going to come out stronger and better as a result of fighting the battle God's way. So, so what did God say about this? Let's, let's look again at verse 14. What was God's commentary on this unique strategy and this amazing victory over the Amalekites? Verse 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. What a statement. We're going to refer to that again in a moment. So what happened? Moses built an altar and called it, The Lord is my banner. He said, For hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord. So we see this, this strategy. God begins to describe what happens. He pulls the curtain back and lets us see from his perspective how we win these kinds of battles. God declares his name. God gives us a new revelation of who he is in the middle of this battle. The Lord is my banner. No one had ever known him in that way before this encounter. Can I tell you something about the battle we're in right now? God's going to win this battle. But in this battle, we're going to receive 
receive a revelation of God that we had never seen before. The greater the enemy, the greater the victory. The greater the opposition, the greater God steps in. I'm going to tell you something. On the other side of this coronavirus epidemic, we're going to know God in a way we never knew him before. We're going to be stronger than we ever were before. And let me tell you something. You know what? We're going to have church again. And we're going to fill buildings again. And we're going to be a lighthouse for the kingdom of God. Oh, we're going to still do live stream and Facebook live. And we're developing some new techniques and abilities. But let me tell you something. The church is not going away. The enemy is not going to win this thing. We're going to have a celebration when this is over. I don't know what Sunday it's going to be. But I'm going to tell you, we're going to be here. And the house of God is going to be full. And we're going to celebrate and dance and praise and bless the Lord. Because in the middle of the battle, God says, I'm going to reveal myself in a brand new way. I'm going to show you something you've never seen before. That's the God we serve. So he says, I am Jehovah Nissi, Yahweh Nissi. I am the Lord, your banner. I am the God who is your victory. Now, now, what, what was a banner? What was a banner? Somebody help me with my banner for a minute here. Just let me give you a little visual uh, explanation. A banner was placed atop a tall pole. A banner was placed atop a tall pole. It was something that was used in battle. It was something that would come out. In fact, you can, you can kind of just do this. Uh, I, I'll, I'll let you, Nick, just kind of, if you don't mind, you can just kind of pull it here and stand behind me and hold it up. Thank you for being my banner prop. See a banner. It was something very visible. It was something you couldn't miss. Why? Because as armies were ready to go into battle, they would look for their banner. It was high atop a pole. And as they began to get ready to go into warfare, the armies would rally around their banner. They would gather at the banner. And then when the war started, when the battle began, the banner led them into the battle. You see, God says, I'm Jehovah Nissi. I am the Lord, your banner. I want you to rally around me right now. And I will lead you into the battle. They followed the banner into battle. It was visible and clear and hard to miss. You know what I love about the banner when you go into warfare? It was on a pole lifted high. Here's the good news. The Lord says, He's our banner. And as you and I are getting ready to go into battle, the army that opposes us sees the banner lifted high before it ever sees you and I. The enemy today sees the Lord our banner before we get into battle. Our God has already put his name, put his banner, put his victory. The armies of hell are quaking and shaking today because they're looking at the banner. Not you and I, not the army, but the name of the Lord that's rising up and leading us into battle. They saw the banner long before they ever saw the army coming towards them. And in the middle of the battle, when it's raging, when the enemy's roaring, when the devil's lying, when accusations are coming and he's trying to promote fear and despair and anxiety, those of us fighting in the name of the Lord, all we do is look and we're reminded if God be for us, who can be against us? I'm not alone in this battle. I'm not by myself in this battle. The Lord, my banner is high and lifted up. Do you understand that it was not just a flag? It was not just something on top of a pole. It was the name of God. It was God himself. Do you know today that the name of the Lord is over us right now?
now that God himself is present in the battle. I want you to know that in the middle of this coronavirus battle, the Lord himself is a banner over us. He's our tent. He's our pavilion. He's our shelter. He's our guard. He is the Lord our God. And his banner is waving over us today. We're not alone. We're under the covering and the blessing. It's like Psalm 91. We're under the shadow of his wing. The banner of the name of the Lord covers us. But I I, I want you to see something. He says to him here in verse number 15, Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. Now watch this next verse. He says in verse 16, for or because. Don't miss this. You say, well, I don't have one of these banners at my house. You don't need the banner. You need the God whose name is the banner at your house right now. Watch, watch. He says, the Lord is my banner for hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord. Do you realize what he's connecting and what he's saying? He's saying, Moses' hands were my banner. My friend, your hands are the banner of the Lord. And I believe it's time for the family of God, the body of Christ, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the midst of our battle today, our heads aren't down. Our hands aren't down. Our faith is not down. Our hope is not down. We lift up our hands in the face of the enemy and our hands become the banner, the name of the Lord, the mighty God who is victorious, who is for us. You see, lifted hands represent prayer. Lifted hands represent praise and worship. And what do we learn? When the church is praying, when the church is praising, when the church is worshiping, the enemy is losing. But if the devil can steal your praise, if the devil can steal your worship, if the virus can steal your prayer, then the enemy begins to win. We declare today at Calvary and in every church and every believer in your house, where you are, you're not alone. Come on, I'm lifting my hands with you right now. I want you to lift your hands up right there, right where you are. I want you to lift your hand. I want you to stand up in that house. I want you to begin to say, the Lord is for me. The Lord is for me. He's my banner. Jehovah Nisi is over this house, over my family, over my children, over my health, over my finances. You see, when hands are lifted up, the enemy begins to lose. Lifted hands are the banner for God to move in to every situation. There's a verse I love. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. Let me read it to you in the context of this moment. I'm telling you guys right now God is putting something together to defeat the enemy. There is a holy, godly strategy. The Lord our banner, Jehovah Nissi is with us. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16 we read this. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I want you to put those hands up. I want you to begin to pray. We have confidence to approach the throne of God to find help in our time of need, to find mercy. Right now, I raise my hands over you. I lift my 
my banner up. I go to the Lord with you today. We go with confidence. Come on, stand up. Pray up. Lift up your hands. I'm not going to put my hands down during this virus. We're not going to give up. We're not going to give in. We're going to raise the banner of the Lord over our families and our home and everyone that's connected with us. Why? Because what do we say? Let me say it again. We are coming to the throne of grace. Say grace. Grace. Unmerited favor. Right there where you are. With confidence. So we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We have a God who is able and willing and ready to help us. Lift your hands. Pray to him. Call on him. Worship him. See what God will do. Let me tell you, you're going to be in some very good company. Hebrews 7 and verse number 25. I love this. It says, therefore, Jesus is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Oh, my friend, right now, as you lift your hands and pray, as you lift your hands and worship, the Bible says you're joining with Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty God. No matter where you are, you're not alone because Jesus is interceding for you. He is praying with you. He is on your side. You know, it's so exciting when you think about this. As Moses is praying, Joshua is fighting the enemy. Do you know how you say Joshua? Joshua's name in Hebrew, Yeshua. It literally means the Lord is my Savior. If you translate that into Greek, the word is Jesus. Literally, the picture is while we are praying, Jesus is fighting the battle. While we are praising, Jesus is fighting the battle. I'm going to raise my banner. I'm going to lift it high. I'm going to let him go in and do these things. You know, uh, one of the Hebrew words, there are several words for praise. For lifting, for praying. The word toda means give thanks to God. But that word's derived from another word, the, the, the Hebrew word yada. Yada literally means hold out your hands. Extend your hands to God. When we give thanksgiving, we are extending our hands to God. See, it's an active thing. I want you to know there's something about raising up your hand. I know that, that you say, well, I'm not charismatic or Pentecostal. I don't read that, that clause on the word of God. It just says there's something about you and I getting up. We're just moving ourselves, standing into this, stepping in, saying, God, I'm going to praise you. God, I'm going to thank you. God, I'm going to stop and lift my hands and look to you and say, you're my banner. You're my victory. You're winning this battle. And as you lift your hands, guess what happened? The devil begins to be bound. The power of God begins to be released. The banner of the Lord begins to rain down and flow over you when we lift our hands. I, I love this. Let's go to Psalm 144 and verse 1. This, this is powerful. When you think about him, our hands, and what he's doing. Psalms uh, 144 and verse number 1. Listen to this. It it is mighty. Our hands lifted. We're winning our battles. How? Through the strategy of God. Psalm 144.1 says, Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. God's training my hands for war. You know what he's saying? Put that banner up. Lift that banner up. Begin to pray, church. Begin to praise, church. We're not losing. We're not going down. We're not going under. We're going to win this thing in the name of the Lord. As we do that, 
as we do that, let's go back to Exodus chapter 17 and let's see the final declaration over the enemy that came against us. I want you to say right where you are right now, we're winning. Come on and say it. We're winning. We're winning the battle. What happened? When they saw the Lord, their banner. When they lifted up their hands and brought the name of God into that battle. How did they win and what did God do? I I, I love this. He says, I, in verse number 14, he says, I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. I declare today in the name of Jesus that we not only are going to win this battle, I declare the enemy that came against us like the Amalekites is going to be blotted out and done away with. I curse the coronavirus in the name of Jesus and say when this is over, we shall live and not die. The church will be alive and mighty, powerful and glorious and the coronavirus will be blotted out by the hand of almighty God and God will bring the victory into every situation. And then we read in verse number 16, he says, for hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord. The Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. I declare according to the word, come on, I want you to get this. We're going to win this battle with the strategy of God. His name is the banner over us. He leads us into battle. He defeats the enemy. He's going to blot out the coronavirus and our children and our children's children will not have to face the battle that we win today. He said for generation I will war against the Amalekite. Today we release the name of our God to fight the coronavirus to war against these things that come against us. I believe we can win a battle today that will bless the generations to come. Can anybody say amen to that? You agree with me right where you are. Now we're getting ready to pray. I've been asking you to share your needs and and, and message them in and connect with us. I want our worship team to join me. Thank you, Banner. You can can go. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. Here's what I want you to do right where you are. We're going to pray. We're going to stand in this victory of this message that God has given us. God is going to curse this virus. You know, the Bible says in in Proverbs, I believe it's Proverbs 26 and verse 2, that an undeserved curse cannot come to rest like a bird fluttering and can't find a resting place. Are you with me? It's not going to rest on us. This curse is going to be broken. The Amalekites are going to be blotted out by the hand of God. Virus is going to be blotted out by the hands of God. Oh, we're not saying it's not real. It's very real. It's very real. This is a battle with a real enemy wreaking havoc around the earth. But I'm going to tell you, today we are lifting up the name of the Lord. Jehovah Nissi, our banner, the God who is for us, the God who is with us in the battle, the God who is covering us in the battle, and the God who will bring the victory. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we win our battles. Church family, family of God and believers. And right now, we're going to see breakthroughs like we never imagined. I believe today is a critical day. I believe us joining together in prayer in these next few moments, we're going to see things, see things shift and move in the right direction. You know, um, I think about Moses. He had to keep his hands up. He began to get tired. But God sent Aaron and Ur with him. I want you to know something. Only takes two or three to get together. Right where you are. Right where we are. We're in agreement right now. Come on. We're building this thing. The house of prayer. The tabernacle of David. Around this region. We're building it. 
We're linked up. We're joined up. God's doing it. And we're going to begin to pray. The first one that I want to pray for today, I want to pray for those that, that and I'm bringing up my, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not just, uh, you know, goofing off here. I'm bringing my text. I'm going to see uh, your prayer requests. We've got them open right here. Now listen to me. In this moment of anointing, right where you are, God created this. God ordained this moment. Gave us some guidelines how to fight these battles and win. Right now we're going to pray. But the first one I want to pray with are those of you that by God's mercy and grace have brought you into this moment. And your greatest need is not to deal with the coronavirus and all of its effects. Your greatest need today and the greatest gift I can give you today is that you give your heart to Jesus Christ right where you are. I read that verse in Hebrews chapter 4. It says we come to the throne of grace to find mercy. Mercy. My friend, as we're gathered to here today, all over this place, virtually, I'm saying to you, God ordained this moment. God brought you into this moment. You matter to Him. He knows who you are. He ordered a thousand details to create this divine appointment, this divine intersection. And right where you are, no matter what you've done, where you've been, no matter how alone you feel, no matter how the game has been played, I want you to hear me. God's for you. God's with you. It's your moment to come out of the shadows. It's your moment to come back home. It's your moment to find grace and mercy and help. Nobody can give this to you like Jesus can. So I pray for you. Come on, pray with me right now, right there. You're away from Jesus. You've been away. Someone's hurt you. Someone's disappointed you. But on the deep part of you, there's a cry for the Lord in your life. You know He loves you. People make mistakes. Churches make mistakes. But God is with you. Perfect for you. Father, I pray. Come on, pray right where you are. In Jesus' name, I ask you, Lord, to forgive every sin. I thank you that you love me. That you sent Jesus to take my place on the cross. And right now, I ask you to come live in my heart and change my life. I come home. I come home. I come home. I say, forgive me. I say, come live in me. I give you my heart and my life. And in Jesus' name, I declare, you're my Savior. You're my Lord. Welcome home, my friend. Welcome back in the family of God. Come on under the name of the Lord. Come on under the banner of the Lord. Don't fight this season by yourself. Contact us. Let us know. Come on. Message us. Today was your day. and We'll follow up. I'm so excited about what God just did in your life. Let me read some of these uh, prayer needs that have come in today. There are just so many. We're praying for you right now. Here's someone from, from Illinois who says, Please pray. Uh, we're, we're under shelter and we're locked in. And, 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 and there's a daughter that's been sick uh, uh, for, for these days. Come on, we're going to agree with you. Here's someone that says, please pray for my family and friends who are, who are out there working to keep things supplied in our community. Pray for the doctors and the nurses. Come on, we're going to pray for them. Here's another one that says, prayers for healing for my husband. He's in a nursing home. God bless you, man. We're going to pray for him. We're going to believe God with you. Here's another one that says, family. There's another one in the hospital. Somebody needs a miracle. Kidneys are failing. Hey, we're with you. We're for you right now. Come on, right now. In the name of Jesus, I want you to agree with me. We're going to pray for healing. Our God's not only Jehovah Nisi, the banner. He's Jehovah Rapha. 
the God who heals. So right now, we pray for a kidney failure. We pray for those that are sick and infirm. We pray for those that are weak in the nursing home. I bind the coronavirus and it's spread in the name of Jesus. We lose your power to heal by the stripes of Jesus. You're healed by the stripes of Jesus. There is someone greater. There is a healer. There is a deliverer. We have a God. We have our Savior Jesus who is healer. So Lord, we release the gift of healing. We release the gift of miracles. We release the gift of faith under the name of the Lord our God. We stand with you. We agree with you. We war with you. We speak life into organs, into kidneys, into lungs, into an immune system. We speak health into your body. We declare your not alone. I want to hear, come on, feedback when the miracle happens. Give us your testimonies and your stories. We're going to repeat them and others are going to be encouraged right now. Miracles are happening. Healing is happening. Deliverance is coming right now. In the name of Jesus, we agree with you in this prayer. I'm praying for a provision. Many of you have been concerned. What am I going to do to feed my family? What am I going to do with my job? He has another name. He's Jehovah Jireh, the God who is our provider, the God who sees what is needed. And I pray over you today. The devil will not steal and rob from you. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came. But Jesus came. But Jesus came. Right here, right now. What is he doing? He's giving you life and all you need to make it work. We release provision to you and your family in this moment. We release peace for you and your family in this moment. I pray over our healthcare workers right now. Thank you, God, for every doctor, every nurse, every physician's assistant, every nurse practitioner, every technician, everyone in research, everyone that's working to stop this virus and bring healing to hurting people. We speak protection, covering, favor, blessing. We say the favor of God surrounds you like a shield in the name of Jesus. God, now we pray that this virus stops. Raise a standard up against it. Raise a standard up against it, God. Stop it in its track. I pray for our president and our vice president and the response team they put together and on federally, nationally, uh, on our state levels, on our local levels, a spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and discernment right now for researchers developing a vaccine. We pray wisdom, anointing, revelation. We declare our God is raising up a standard and turning back the wave of this virus in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We, we thank you, God. We, finances are being met. Uh, fear is being defeated. Come on. Perfect love. Cast out all fear. God loves you. God's for you. May his love drive fear out of your life. We're praying. We're praying. We're praying. My prayer. Come on. Join me in this. Everyone here. Everyone there. In five years from now, the memory of coronavirus will be blotted out according to the word of God but the memory come on the memory of the corona revival will go on forever come on say it corona revival corona revival as the church prays as we lift up the name of the Lord we're going to rise up we're not losing there's going to be a revival turn to God cry out to God believe 
that a revival and an awakening is coming to this nation in the name of Jesus. We're, we're going to sing in a moment as we go out. But the last thing I want to do, I'm going to declare Psalm 91 over you today. Psalm 91. I've been saying it every day, every day. I've been bringing this over my family, over the church family. We've been declaring it. And I, I'm, I'm going to do it right now. Psalm 91. Are you ready? Have you got it on your Bible? Have you got it on your device? Come on, I'm going to make it personal. I'm going to pray it. I'm going to prophetically decree this over your life and over everything associated. <clears throat> Pardon me. Are you ready? We are dwelling in the shelter of the Most High. Say Most High. Most High. We are resting in the shadow of the Almighty. We say of the Lord, He is our refuge. He is our fortress. Our God in whom we trust. Surely He will save us from the fowler's snare. And from the deadly pestilence coronavirus. He covers us with His feathers. Under His wings we find refuge. His faithfulness is our shield and our rampart. We will not fear the terror of night. Nor the arrow that flies by day. Nor the coronavirus that stalks in the darkness. Nor the coronavirus that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side. And ten thousand at your right hand. But it will not come near you. Only observe with your eyes. See the punishment of the wicked. We say the Lord is my refuge. We make the most high our dwelling. No harm will overtake us. No disaster will come near our tent. He will command his angels. Come on. Concerning you. To guard you and all your ways. They will lift us up in their hand. So that we will not strike our foot against the stone. We tread on the lion and the cobra. We trample the great lion and the serpent. Because we love you, O oh God. Huh. Because we love you. The Lord says, I will rescue them. I will protect them. For they acknowledge my name. We call on you, Lord. And you answer. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us. And you honor us. With long life, you satisfy us and show us your salvation. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.